Alright, welcome back to another episode of Life Sober and Shit, where I'm still trying to figure it out um, and following me in my journey of sobriety, awakening, whatever you want to call it. I'm just here to share my experiences and my insights. Uh, and yeah, uh, follow along if you'd like to hear. And today I wanted to talk about homelessness. Um, this is something really dear to me because it shaped me uh, to who I am today. Oh, and also a quick note, um, I'm recording this during the day and so there's going to be a little bit more uh, maybe some noise disruption. So I'm sorry in advance, there's literally construction across the street. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, sorry in advance for that just noted. But anyway, homelessness uh, is kind of crazy. Um, I experienced it at a early age, uh, not as early as some um, unfortunately have to endure, but I went in to the system about 13 years old, okay? 13 years old. And if you think about it, a 13-year-old is practically like a pre-teen, like to adolescence, right? And so those years matter of shaping a person. And so just keep that in mind. And, you know, I'm not, wasn't very fully developed yet, um, mentally, you know, physically, everything. Like, I just, I was still a child at that point. Um, but yes, I remember my first time in a shelter. And uh, it was a shelter called Avenue 15 at the time. And, you know, I really appreciated them. Now that I look back, I look back at them um, and I appreciate the staff that have worked there that cared about me, um, you know. Um, but anyway, my first time in a shelter, I was fucking shit scared, obviously. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what was happening to me. I didn't know. Like, I just didn't know. But it was this really big house on a corner street. And... Yeah, I walked in and their office was to the side. And so I kind of got in there and, you know, they did my intake and stuff. I don't really exactly remember the details, but I know I was kind of afraid and scared because it was unknown, right? It was new. And, and you know, I saw kids in there that were sitting in the living room. And, and I actually remember one of my friends now, my really good friend, um, she, she was a, one of the first girls I met in that shelter. Um, but yes, you know, I've created some really good, uh, memories and friendships from my past, but I remember being really scared. Um, but of course, when you're homeless at that age, you have to kind of protect yourself and survive. And I remember the rooms, um, I don't remember if I shared a room the first time or not, but I think think I did but upstairs they have the girls and boys separated obviously um for many reasons but there was ways around that <laughs> um but yeah so I remember my first shelter and eventually you 
you get comfortable with the place you're at. You get um, adjusted in the place you're in or your surroundings. And that's exactly what happened to me. And, you know, it, they beca- it, people at, on the streets, like, I don't know what you call it, but kids, so, you know, you start to create these bonds with each other because you really just have each other. Um, you know, because you are misunderstood or, you know, a feeling of no confidence in yourself, no self-worth, right? And these are just kids, including myself, right? Um, just lost, really essentially just lost um, with no guidance. That's how I felt. And, and you know, you really start to become this little family, a circle, and you just kind of grow up together. And so I did that till I was like 18 years old, okay? Until they were like, okay, you're an adult now. Like, you need to figure it out. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, you know, there was so many hard times where there was no place to go. Um, I remember that, you know, there was times where my only options were adult shelters. And I was like, hell no. I mean, I, I barely could stay in a damn youth shelter, let alone a fucking adult one, okay? And and the adult shelters, it's really different. Like, it is not the same. Um, they, like, don't really care about where you sleep because I think that there's an over... Not that they don't care, but I think that they don't have the space. And so there's an overload of people, and so they really can't provide beds, okay? Um, so you're practically sleeping on mats on the floors beside each other. Like, it's just not my vibe, okay? I'm sorry. Not my vibe. And so there was times where I literally had to go and you know, steal cars or, or like, you know, you know, like, what is it called when you go into someone's car? Uh, I forget what it's called. There's a, there's a term for that. A car hopping. (laughs) Oh my God. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. But yes, I was car hopping. I would car hop. That was part of my survival, right? I I remember I would car hop, like, I remember I car hopped this, or trailer hopped, and I went to this trailer, and there was, like, beer in there, like, in their fridge, like, it was, like, stock, like, I could literally live in it, but it was, like, in their backyard, so I'm like, no, so I remember just taking a beer, or a few beers, whatever I could carry, and whatever I could get, like, food and stuff from the trailer, you know, just things like that. Or I've actually stolen cars before and drive them out and park somewhere in the middle of nowhere or, you know, behind a parking lot um, at a hotel or something and, you know, and sleep in it. And I've showered in hotels. I've asked hotels before. Um, I've in one particular uh, uh, hotel in Banff um, because I had a girlfriend. We car hopped and we stole a car, drove out there and, you know, slept in our car. And then we asked this hotel if we could shower. And thankfully, they were so nice. And they're like, yes, of course. Right. And I was like literally 16, 17 years old. Like, you know, I was still a child. Um, but anyway, you know, it's just circumstances. And unfortunately, I just had to survive those times. And, and I learned so much. But looking back, I was just so lost. I did not know, um, 
uh, you know, myself from anything. Like, I didn't know what was going on, really. Like, I still was, all I was trying to do was survive. Like, what am I going to do the next day? What am I going to eat? Um, where am I going to sleep? Um, and I remember I used to actually, uh, I used to fight people, okay? It is not good. I was a bully. I was a bully, right? But also, I was also I was also a uh, an ingredient from me being bullied at school because I was so flamboyant, um, so feminine, and so out there, and I didn't really care. It was I felt good. I felt like it was me, but I was definitely feminine. Like you could see me um, from a mile away, like. Even back then, I was more feminine back then than I was, than I am now. Um, but I guess your style and stuff just evolves. But I actually want to get into another situ- another topic about identity crisis. But that's for another topic because I really want to dive deep on that one. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So if you knew me back then, I was super feminine. And so I was like a target for a lot of kids. And um, me, I'm not... I'm not the one to fight. Like, I love love. Like, I spread love. Like, that's all I want to spread is joy and love and happiness. And, like, I want you to, like, you know, get that energy from me. And that's all I want to give, right? And, you know, but I'm not the one to back down either, okay? I am a fighter, okay? So not even just mentally, physically, I mean, not mentally, but physically, okay? I am a strong, um, feisty little guy and... Uh, no one can fuck with me. <laughs> so, anyway, during those times, uh, uh, on the streets, uh, you know, things come up like, you know, your your personal life starts to kind of, uh, you know, crumble. Like you, you you miss school, and you know, you're falling asleep at school. You're distracted at school, and which I was, you know, I wasn't focused, um, and so yeah, I remember maybe going to a few schools like just going around i remember getting kicked out and like expelled um but i ended up going to this school called discovering choices oh my god bringing back memories okay it's for it's like alternative it's alternative learning and so there's a lot of bad kids in that school that were like other schools were like no like we are not going to take you like here's another option practically right so it's like for behavioral kids school so also i met some kids there some interesting characters in that school of course right when you're surrounded with your surrounding that's just who you kind of become and that's a real thing right it's kind of all i knew and so yeah going through that was 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 interesting um but also a really good experience because i think back to some of the times and the people that i've met like the connections that i've made the staff that have helped me guided me the best way that they could i really appreciated it you know and some of the staff i could have got away with murder i'm sure they would have covered for me you know that kind of trust and and i really appreciated those staff and the staff that 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 are like that like seriously are like god God sends like angels, right? And so, I really appreciate the 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 individual individual uh, people um, throughout my journey, you know. And 
and there were some there were some not so good ones which is like whatever there's not going to be the best people out there everywhere anywhere you are um but for the most part everybody was pretty good um but i think that that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with the system because i think the system is so so fucked um there's definitely a lot of holes in the system especially with youth okay like like what is going on like why is there no direction why is there no no help no resources for these kids to actually have a higher success rate like i've talked about it in the past a past podcast but i know a lot of kids did not survive like 90 percent or something more than 90 percent of the kids i used to call my family my, my my you know my people they're gone like they're gone in in their 20s you know 30s like i don't know like they're gone and a lot of them are either still on the street and on drugs like it is really fucking sad okay it's fucking sad and it's not anyone's fault and but the system you know um because the kids like from my experience like i was just fucking lost and i was so thankful though with the journey that i did go through i was really willing to take the counseling and the therapy and they did provide that for me and i got some really good help in that sense throughout my time with the system or being a garden under the guardianship of the the government practically um and essentially that's what it is it's like my parents (laughs) but anyway they were supposed to be responsible for me and i felt like i was i was totally misled and i was totally mistreated and i was mishandled and and with that came with a lot a lot a lot of shit okay um that I had to deal with. And I think it could be really avoided with so many things when, if it could be like, you know, implemented into the system somehow where there's extra care, extra, you know, for youth and redirecting and like just focusing on mental health because a lot of those kids, man, a lot of those kids, um, I'm gonna start crying. I don't know why, but they struggle with a lot of mental health and a lot of abuse, like sexual abuse, like myself, right? And so just going through all those, you know, beginnings and, um, you know, uh, circumstances at an early age, like, that is a lot. When you're supposed to just naturally be developing and figure out who you are, instead of figuring out who you are, you have to survive this race inside within this world. And that was fucking hard because that is survival. And do you understand? You don't understand. And knowing that I'm feminine and stuff, luckily I'm a fighter. I'm really strong and I can fight, okay? I'm like a little ninja. They used to call me Crazy Mike, okay? Crazy Mike. Don't fuck around with Crazy Mike, you know? And I would fight anyone and anything. I don't care how big you were. I don't care. I don't care who you were. I will fight you. If you had bad intentions for me, I will not back down. I will fight um, to the death. And, you know, I win some, I lose some, but I fight to the end of it, right? And so... And not that I'm condoning fighting because it's absolutely garbage, okay? Please, okay, physical, physical fighting, definitely a big no-no for me. Walk away, walk away. 
Um, but back in the day, it was survival. And luckily for me, I was, I was strong, um, independent, and you know, no one could fuck with me. And people learned that very quickly, right? And so the word doesn't, uh, the, the word spreads pretty quickly. And so, you know, I, I was able to gain good friends and following, you know, not friends or not, not okay, friends and following, like meaning like, uh, pe- having a higher status within the downtown or within this uh, group or whatever uh, geographic, I was good. Like, you know, I was okay. I was protected. But that also gets me into so much that much more trouble, right? And it did, you know, I was running around filling my days with drinking every day, you know, and then, well, not every day, like stealing, like it was crazy. My life was so fucking insane. I look back now, I would never do anything like that, like what I used to do, right? Um, but that was me for survival. You could look at me and not even know that I'm homeless, okay? Like, that was me. Like, I just... Like, ever since I was a young kid, like, I was literally just very blessed. Like, just... It's because I think also culturally, but I just really knew how to take care of myself. And I always had that. And it, and it was always a priority of mine. And and you can never tell. Like, you could never tell looking at me... Um, but, you know, this is me trying to fit in with the rest of the world, right? It was for me to fit in, to, to blend in, to not be so noticeable. Because I was so afraid of people knowing that I was homeless and embarrassed. Because it really takes, I don't know, like, something from you. Oh my god, I'm, I'm always getting teary-eyed because it, it takes something from you. Your inside, like your self confidence, your your being, your your knowing, your becoming, like it takes that from you, and your this identity, and you know, and it it takes a toll on someone, especially a, a child, and so, without the support, I think that it it it's definitely uh, much more um, difficult to kind of you know get through the things that shouldn't be so hard right but you know it was that much harder so much more pressures on that uh, on me um at that time you know um but survival and that's why you know um i can survive in any circumstance because i know i'm strong and i know i can persevere because if i was stealing cars just to get a, a good night's sleep or to be protected feeling to to feel protected, then I'm going to do that, right? And I did that. And so, and, and, and I think that, you know, it shaped me for who I am. This homelessness is crazy because the homelessness, and I've seen kids um, on the streets uh, recently, and it makes me sad. And there's more, there's more kids on the streets now, and they're younger and younger. And it's so scary. And it's like, why? How is this possible? Why are we still here? You know, it doesn't make sense. So there is definitely a hole to be filled, a big fucking gap in the system. And, you know, and I'm trying to figure that out still. And I want to figure it out. And I want to be able to help in some way or sense or, you know, and just hopefully somebody hearing this message and, 
and going through the experiences, the hardships, just know that there is a light out there. There is a possibility out there for you. You just have to focus your energy on what that is that you want in your life and head in that direction. And it's taken, taken me such a long time to even realize that because of alcohol. Alcohol was just such a, a deterrent. Like It literally held me back for years and years and even though I was moving towards a direction that I knew I wanted to go to it was it was slowing me down like I wasn't I was progressing but very very slow and that's what I've learned and with me being sober from alcohol it's given me an opportunity to shift my mind and shift my my time because I didn't realize how much time I actually consumed and wasted because I was drinking like it's insane when you stop drinking you're like holy shit I have all this time to fill and so that's the fun part it was actually at first at first I had so much anxiety because I did not know what to do with myself I would literally sit in my place pacing back and forth because I didn't know what to do I was having so much anxiety I didn't know what to do but you'll figure it out you have to figure it out this first two weeks is probably the worst two weeks you'll ever experience of your life but it'll get better and there's a light out there uh there's a light behind that tunnel or at the end of that tunnel let's say but anyway i just want to wrap it up for this episode and um if you made it this far thank you for listening and you know following me on this journey if again if you have any um suggestions or anything comment please let me know and yes uh, wherever you are whatever time of day you're listening to this um good morning good night enjoy your day um and yeah kill it out there and keep it cool keep it cool keep it pure have a good day be blessed